Hi, and welcome to your Latino Coaches Podcast, brought to you by your Latino Coaches Advocacy Group and United Soccer Coaches. This is Coach Art. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back. Thank you for listening to your Latino Coaches Podcast, brought to you by your Latino Coaches Advocacy Group and United Soccer Coaches. Today on the podcast, we have two very special guests. The first one is actually my co-host, Mauricio Lozada, who was a 30 Under 30 Class of 2020 Award winner. And we also have John Orozco, who happens to be the president of the Ohio Scholastic Soccer Coaches Association. And they are here to talk about the 30 Under 30 program, the importance of diversity in the different programs that United Soccer Coaches has to offer. They also highlight the importance of females and Latinas, you know, in the 30 Under 30 program. And what are some of the benefits that coaches receive when doing the program and some of the things to expect if you do apply and the opportunities that could come your way. So please listen to this, enjoy it, and hopefully if you are in that age group that can apply, you take the leap, decide to apply, and if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't, if you have questions, please reach out to us. Um, we are definitely here to help. And remember, our information is always in the show notes, and you can reach us at our different social media platforms. So we hope you enjoy the show. Today on the podcast, we have coaches Mauricio Lozada and coach John Orozco uh, talking to us uh, a little bit more about the 30 Under 30 program and some of the other offerings United Soccer Coaches has. Let's start with some introductions. Coach John Orozco, please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do for the association. Well, certainly, um, you know, I, I think that, um, well, I'm so glad to be here, so pleased to be here and, and honored to be here too. And and uh, you guys have done an outstanding job. I've listened to a number of the podcasts you've done and we're so blessed to have you guys, uh, Art and, and Mauricio, to, to, to do this and to host this. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably a little long in the tooth and, um, you know, I go back as, as late as 1976 um, as to when I started to get involved with soccer. And that was at the, at the YMCA level where I, where I grew up. And then um, from there, I think that I got a little bit of the itch. And then when I was going to uh, the university at, at uh, Siena Heights university, I decided to start to um, participate in the club level at the, at the university. And I had a, a great coach Hans Burkhoff from Holland that um, again, once again, pushed that passion for the game and, and uh, the enthusiasm for me. Um, from there, I moved into coming into Toledo, Ohio, where I live now. So I, I went, I went a long ways, like about 35 miles uh, south into Ohio, and started to get involved here in Toledo with uh, our CYO programs and coaching because I was working at a Catholic elementary school, and so uh, I started coaching there and doing some work with our CYO programs. And there, about 1996, 1986, I should say. I had a chance to get to the high school level. So I, I knew at that point that I wanted to, to coach soccer. And so uh, I was blessed with an opportunity to, to step in uh, at St. Francis de Sales High School, which is an all-boys school. 
and I started to coach soccer uh, with one of the most brilliant people that I know in soccer today, John DeWitt. Dr. John DeWitt is a well-known author, uh, especially in areas of kinesiology, uh, the mental part of the game, the physical part of the game, fitness in the game, has done some phenomenal things at every level, amazingly enough, from, from the time that I knew him in high school. Uh, and he was coaching and I was his assistant to, uh, I mean, he's, he's coached at the, the highest possible level, collegiately, professionally, internationally, worked with some international teams as well. And um, so because of him, I got involved with, with some soccer and started doing even more, spent some time after he left uh, St. Francis, I left as well. And I went on to do some club work in here in, in the Toledo area with the Paysetter Soccer Club. And um, spent about five years here and then went back to the high school and went back to the high school. And at the right time, I think we had uh, some, some great groups come through the high school. I had an outstanding staff, um, probably the best staff I could have walked into or hired because um, with their efforts, with the efforts of the boys, by 2003, we found ourselves in the state finals, which I don't think anyone anticipated that, including myself. And, and they would be the first ones to tell you that Coach Orozco never anticipated we'd be here. But, you know, what a blessing it was because they certainly were dedicated to what we were doing. Um, I, but at that point, too, during all this time, I, was, I started to realize the importance of training and the importance of education. So I started to work with USSF training and licenses, as well as um, at that time, the NSCAA, which is, of course, the United Soccer Coaches. From there, in, in uh, roughly 2000, I we became quite involved with Ohio Scholastic Soccer Coaches, which is our organization here in the state of Ohio uh, for our high school coaches. And um, as a coach, I began um, to take on some some uh, jobs or f- responsibilities on, in our state organization as well. Uh, I just finished my 10th year as the vice president of banquets in our state association. Uh, and then now I've moved into a position where I'm the the 16th president of our association in its 45 years of existence. You know, we are the biggest organization as far as high schools are concerned. We unified back in 2000 with United Soccer Coaches and decided that it was important for us to, um, in order to advance our players, our coaches in education and, and in recognition, that we needed to make sure we were a part of this organization that was going to benefit us. And um, from that process. Again, Dr. John DeWitt enters again. As I, we were talking earlier, I began to work with the convention. So for the last, I'd say last 15 years, something like that, I've been working with the convention as well. So every year we have a convention. I have a chance to get to the convention, be a part of it. Um, I've had a chance to, I was a part of the, the group when we started uh, the Latin American Soccer Coaches Committee. I really wasn't um, instrumental in that, but certainly was was there to see that begin. And that was awesome to see the Latino coaches beginning that process that we have today uh, and, and just advancing the causes that we have today for our Latino coaches. So again, um, it's been a journey, but it's been a, a blessed journey and, and one that I would, you know, I would never, uh, I, I can't even begin to thank my God and the opportunities that I've had because of coaches and, and people in this program. So that's me. Why high school soccer? Because I didn't hear anything about clubs. So it seems like you pretty much sunk your teeth into high school soccer, and that's kind of where you stayed. Why not club? Why high school? Why was that piece important for you? Yeah, I think you know I mentioned earlier that, that by, there was a five-year span, and I, and honestly, 
I'm just looking at um, getting back into the club a little bit again, getting my teeth back into it again because of, uh, of um, some friends that the sons are playing in the program and I know they're going to be coming to our high school. So why not? Right. But um, I think that when I, when I started, I mean, I was an educator from the beginning. I mean, in, in high school, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I I'd had no aspirations to do anything else. Um, and so um, then I think once I got invested into it, uh, I, I realized that, you know what, the best thing to do is to stay connected to the school. And um, it's, that's why it's been like that way for me primarily. You know, I left, I left the club level um, when I, once I came back in 1996, um, after five years of working with the club, I came back to the high school because I knew that the impact we were going to have in the school itself was going to be greater, at least for me because I'd be working with these students. I'd have them in my classroom. I'd see them every day. We would have a year, we would pretty much have a year round program, even though we don't, but there's that connectivity. And yet, you know, some of the closest friends that I have today are in some cases are guys that I coached at the club level too. You know, I mean, I forever see guys that will come back and they'll say, coach, you know, they still call me coach Orozco. They still connect with me in that way. And um, so, so I'm excited about getting back to that. I, I think I had to step away though to really focus on where we were at the high school level. And I think that's probably where again, why we had some of the success that we did because really we had none of our coaches were doing anything club-wise. They were all committed to what we were doing at the high school level. Coach Mauricio, please talk to us a little bit about yourself. Talk to us about your role with the Latino Coaches Advocacy Group and what you do for the association. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I'm... One of my biggest things for the Latino Advocacy Group is working with the Recognition Committee. Our main goal is to just, yeah, do that. Uh, recognize our coaches uh, from every level of the game um, that are making a positive impact on the game, both on and off the field. A lot of the times, um, that hard work and those efforts go unnoticed. So figure that it would be important to uh, to show what Latino coaches uh, are doing in their communities and making sure that um, they use the sport uh, for, for positive things. So I'm also part of the 30 under 30 program. Um, this was my uh, third time applying for it. So I'm, I'm glad that I that I got in. And then I also um, I'm, I'm working on a diversity committee-ish right now that, that we're trying to start. So it's another way to just develop that leadership skills. Uh, so I, I appreciate uh, how connected I am to the organization. And let me ask you, why was it important for you to not give up, right? You applied three times, you know, you had been rejected twice or maybe, you know, said no or whatever may have you. What was it that made you say, nope, I got to apply again and try this again? What do you think that was? Well, I, I would say that the first two times that I applied, if I look at my applications and be honest, um, they were kind of those first job applications where you put a little bit of your experience and and hope that you get it. <laughs> there there was not not a lot of thought into it. It was probably rushed, and hey, I was one of the many. But this third time around, uh, it really since the convention in Baltimore, where I started to get more involved with the Latino Coaches Advocacy Group that I, I figure, right, well, this is my last time applying, I better really put, uh, put everything into it and show the little success I've had on the field, but also 
uh, where I want to take this, what I want to do with it. And, you know, obviously with the help of Coach Orozco, help with uh, Coach uh, Gabriel, we just kind of spoke about the program. And, and yeah, I think uh, my my third application definitely looked uh, a lot better, uh, a little bit more detailed and uh, pretty lucky to, to be part of it uh, now. And John, uh, let me ask you this part. In your experience, and I don't know what your level of experience is with this in particular, what is more important, the work that you've done to get to the point of the application or what's ahead of the candidates? What's more important, what I've done or my potential going forward? What do you think? That's a great question. And and I'm going to tell you that I I was so ecstatic. I was so proud to, to be a part of the process and I was personally shocked when, when, when I was asked to help with some of that recruitment part of it. Part of my job with our Latino Coaches Advocacy, advocacy Group is to recruit and, and, and 30 under 30. And so we began to become very aggressive in reaching out to the former uh, applicants or former winners of, in, in the association. And, and so when I, when I um, thought more about this, I thought we need to continue to, to get some of these young men to listen to, you know, somebody like Gabriel and just to let him share, this is what I did in order to become one of, one of, you know, the coaches that we're going to be recognized this year. And I was so happy and so proud of Mauricio because I know that it was a challenge to say, okay, I'm going to try it a third time. But I know for me, I was so, I was probably prouder of him than anyone else because I, you know, you have to be, you have to, take that step out. You have to step off the, off that platform of saying, I'm okay. I can stay right here and say, I'm going to give it one more shot. And it was, it was his last shot. And so I was certainly pleased to see how aggressive he had become that he took some of the directions that we, you know, we set up meetings with, with Gabriel, as we talked earlier, had him talk to him about, this is what you have to look for. This is what is going to be expected. And, and I think that, it was certainly a blessing to see how it changed, you know, even, you know, I had a chance to see all these applicants come in. I mean, there were, I didn't see 500 of them as you heard the last time when, when we, we talked about this, but when they narrowed it down and it came down to, this is the group you're going to select from what I saw was some really quality potential coaches um, around the, around the world that really had some great experiences and a great plan and it wasn't just, you know, it was equally what they've been through, but more importantly, I think, as you said, what is it they want to achieve? And they have to be clear in that process in order for, 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 for them to be assessed and evaluated and then be selected into this group of 30. I mean, 15 men and 15 women. And, and uh, I mean, we went from a year of having one female and one male to having four males and a female. So we've done tremendous things now in the process, but that's, but that's, you know, we haven't even done that much. We just said, get out there and start doing it. Now I think we have a chance to do even better. I mean, it, it, it really, it, I mean, we have a chance of what you, what the two of you have put together here in this podcast, we have a chance to make it even greater and even more successful and less of a challenge and less of a, a risk. I mean, you're going to be willing to take the risk, but you know, that's, that's my hope anyway. 
Yeah. So one of the things that I would also say is uh, even for myself, and I'm not going through the program, I can't apply and all that stuff, but just in other areas of my life with my, my coaching and the experiences that I'm, that I'm having now, the, uh, the courses that I'm taking, I'm not on an island. Like I'm not by myself. I, I it was just up to me to reach out to people that had those experiences or were willing to give me their time. So I could have a different perspective, right? Cause when you, cause it's like anything else. If you have two, you know, two sets of eyes on something, um, that's a lot better than just one, one set. So it is upon us to reach out and and remember to pay that back as well. Like, you know, I have mentors and I have people that are behind me that I'm mentoring and I'm helping bring up as well. So there's that there's that dual role that we no matter what, it doesn't matter if you're Latino, African-American, it does not race does not matter. You just have to help each other continue to build that progression to keep building that continuity and have uh, that next group of coaches come in behind you. Mauricio, you are actually an example of this because I've seen how you've kind of sort of developed over the last year with regards to uh, working together and being in a group and being able to share that load and not carry that load by yourself. So speak to that. Speak to how maybe uh, joining the Latino Coaches Advocacy Group or other groups that you may have joined and I know you're doing other work with the association. So come on. So tell me about that. Tell me about that cooperation that brings out the best in you. That's one of the core values of, of the organization is, yeah, you're you're an amazing coach. Awesome. How can you serve? How can you make sure that you're not the last one <laughs> to, to be part of this? And, and, and those are the values that we want to teach our players. So why not <laughs> learn them, uh, sharpen up those skills uh, as coaches too? And that's why the last, you know, two, well, year and a half or so um, since since the convention in Baltimore, um, it was all about, hey, how do we get involved? How do we make sure that seek those leadership opportunities to um, just learn a little bit more from those coaches that been there, done it, are doing great things. That has helped me also just get out of my own little world because <laughs> I think Lynn said it very well last year, uh, last podcast was that coaching can, can be a, a lonely profession sometimes if you just do it by yourself. And even if you're part of a club, even if you're running a high school program, um, it, it's what you make of it. If you get them, if you get involved, if you seek those mentorship, mentees, opportunities, you can, you can really uh, make a difference. At the end of the day, that helps you become a better coach. It helps you. I, I know I'm not going to get into too many details, but when I, I've called Coach Orozco a couple of times for advice <laughs> and how to like talk to a couple of my players uh, about some life things and like that, I would not have had that, that ability if I had not gotten part of, of the Latino Coaches Advocacy Group. Seek that, right? Uh, seek that, so that networking where I can call somebody and say, hey, I need some advice on this. And yeah, I if I don't get that, if they don't answer the phone right there, I do get that call back and, and I appreciate that more than anything. During this quick commercial break, I just wanted to remind everyone that we can be found on social media under Latino Coaches on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. We could also be found in the United Soccer Coaches website in the Latino Coaches Advocacy Group page. Enjoy.
Coach John, when when you said, you know that that future or that path that they're uh, that they're looking to take needs to be clear. What do you mean? How how does one articulate maybe our goals and our expectations and what we want to do going forward? I know it has to be clear and concise. How do we articulate that if maybe we haven't we don't have those things to compare it to? Like I I may not know what it looks like to apply to to this or that course. So how can we maybe make that a little bit more clear a little, and articulate that in a manner that gets our application looking uh, a little extra special? Well, I, I think certainly, I think Mauricio is a prime example of this, okay? And and uh, what we had to do, I'm so proud of him because we had to tell him, look, so what? Twice, who cares? Try third time. Third time's a charm, right? I mean, if you don't try now, all you have is regrets. So then we had to sit down and what we had to do is, um, and, and this certainly was not, I don't know where this came from, but, you know, this enlightenment of, you know, I reached out to Natasha Flores, who was in the last class and Gabriel Rocha, who was in the last class and said, hey, can you come in and talk to, to a couple of the guys that are interested in, in this program? And so we did that. And um, we were able to sit down with Gabriel Rocha and from the previous class, and he gave some great insight to these young men about, you know, what is it you're looking for? What do you want to do? What should, what should you be trying to, what are the hurdles you have to cross? Because I didn't have the answers to that. I mean, I had, I had never seen even what the application looks like until after the applications came to me and they said, okay, now assess them. Right. I mean, cause I got a chance to assess them, but I never, but we're assessing them without any knowledge of who it is. We just know this is what we're seeing. And I mean, it's like, a, you know, that's all covered. you got, maybe arts number 12 in our list of 15, you know, or 30 people, whatever it is. But I'm looking at somebody named, no name, just number seven. And I have to read number seven and then read all of his bio, what he's done in the past. And certainly national, when they started with 550, they had to narrow it down for us to say, okay, here, just deal with these 25 people. That's it. But anyway, so but going back to your question, and I, I mean, we had to be able to figure out, okay, how can we get, um, how can we use our resources like Gabriel Rocha and Natasha Flores and let them share their experience, their wealth of experience in the process. In turn, in the coming year, we're going to do the same thing. We have to take guys like Mauricio Jose Rodriguez, Jordan Darling, Jacqueline Herrera, Miguel Gutierrez, and take those that group and say, okay, now, boom, you guys share with this new class of 30 under 30 potential people, what they had, what does their resume have to look like? What does it have to look like in order for them to get a chance or at least to begin that, that opening phase? Because again, it may not be the first, it may not be the second, but it may be the first. I mean, Jose Rodriguez, you both heard it was his first try and he made it. So somewhere he worked with other mentors, which is not, which is another part of it. We have to have mentors. And I know Marisa and I have talked about, about this in turn, we have to have mentors within our own group, our own advocacy group to say, okay, bring them to us. Let us look at this material. We'll assess it. We'll give you our feedback. Now clean it up. Now send it out again, you know, or now this is what we want to see. And so I think we have to have a process that, that has to border on that. I know Mauricio has been pushing me to say that. That's what come I'm doing. He's nodding his head right now. I'll say, yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly what I want you to say. But I think it is true that we have to utilize the, the the people we have, you know, 
the lawyers, the, you know, the arts, you know, all of you who have had a wealth of experience as coaches and say, all right, help assess us, help give us a, your, your true perspective of who we are and what is it that's going to get us to cross over that next threshold. And it has to be, there has to be some clarity of purpose. I mean, I'll tell you that some of the, some of the, the resumes I saw, it was a lot of the same thing. There were a lot of similar things, but when you were defining it, you were clear, you were concise. That's what that's what tipped it. That's what tipped the um, the scale. When you're concise, you're you're unique in your process. Um, I think that's the defining moment. I mean, I, I think right now we're seeing, and I and I'm hopefully I'm not going to jump into the next question, but I'm just going to share this. I mean, we're so excited now that you know we're going to have Miguel Gutierrez from uh, Ana Sobrato High School, um, who's who's going to go on now, and I I really believe that because of this experience of working with United Soccer Coaches, you know, he's going to be the next person. He, he just signed yesterday a contract to, to go coach at the high school, at the, at the collegiate level, which is what he wanted to do as well. So he's already, we're already seeing the, the results and the fruits of that labor. And so uh, what a great reward that is for him. I believe it's Hartnell College uh, in California, Salinas, California. I believe that's right. If I'm mistaken, and my apologies, I'll, I'll I'll correct myself later. But you know, I mean, but what a great testament to who he is, what he has as a background. I mean, it's almost when I look at some of the resumes, I'm thinking, holy macro! I haven't done half of what these young men have done, you know. And I'm only looking at the men, but it's like I'm always more excited because I know what their players are going to get, and what kind of leadership we're going to have in our organization, and and not just in our Latino organization, but down the road, I believe the, the, the leadership we're going to have, it, the potential for leadership we're gonna have in United Soccer Coaches as well. You you just gave me a ton of stuff to work with. So first, first things first, every single advocacy group in United Soccer Coaches has the same opportunity that all the, all the others do, right? You have to support and mentor your own and you have to make sure that we give them the tools that are going to allow them to to shine and get over some of these hurdles in their careers. And if they're applying for the 30 under 30, help them get there, right? You have to be a member of United Soccer Coaches. Become a member. You can only get what you put in, right? And, it, and if you're thinking about, well, what's, what's, what's my return on investment? I can tell you without even like, even if you did zero programs, but you just went into the education part and went into the free library, once you become a, a registered member, that there's an infinite number of resources that you can just download. And there's a ton of PDFs and, and all kinds of sessions from world-class coaches and, and whatnot. Become a member, right? Once you become a member and you now become part of that community of that United Soccer Coaches um, Association and that community, then what ends up happening is you become involved like John Orozco, you become involved like Mauricio, you become involved, invested, and you want to do certain things. And now things start to happen, right? Once you speak that into the world and you start saying, well, maybe I can go do this. Maybe I can go do that. Then it just starts snowballing. And the things that can come out of it are absolutely wonderful. Uh, Miguel being an example of that. And here's the other thing with that. When you develop a plan and you put time, time, you know, time to your plan, a lot of times that time is going to be cut in half. 
right? And you're going to have to go back and reassess your plan because you're like, oh, dang, this happened way earlier than I thought it would. And it's because you're being intentional, you're planning, you're working towards something. You know, I can tell you just quick example. I'm going through a course right now. Two of my goals already already happened and I'm not done with the course, <laughs> right? And this was like a three, four, five year plan, but these things already happened and it had nothing to do with uh, me writing it down and, and, and just thinking about it, right? There are steps to all this. Being able to have those mentors get people through those uh, hurdles and those humps, uh, really, really interesting things. Um, Mauricio, please bring it home for us. Uh, give me some last thoughts. What do you think, you know, if I am, you know, 24, 25 on the border of applying, put me over the hump. Tell me what I have to do. Tell me, tell me why I should apply and put me over that edge. Go ahead. I, I think best part about this, this program is that it, it allows you to get a mentor that will expose you to, to different things that maybe you haven't even thought about. It, gives you access to uh, um, coaching education and the networking opportunities are just endless. I think that in itself, it's, it's, it's a reason to apply. If you're 24, 25 and, and you don't, if you need some direction, this is the type of program that allows you to, to do that. And, and it gives you those tools to just continue to grow uh, one day at a time and, and, get, and get to where you want to go. It is really up to you what you make of it. Uh, the moment that you're in, you literally can do anything in the organization. Um, I've been part of the Latino Coaches Advocacy Group. Like I said, I've done some leadership stuff, um, some leadership talks with the, our CEO. I started with this diversity committee. So I, you know, once it does get established, I can honestly say that I was part of those conversations when it. <laughs> when you know it was being uh, talked about um and and at the end of the day like i get to speak to coaches like orozco coaches like art uh any any given day so that's a win but the other thing that i know we we probably didn't speak to a lot about and and, and that's another issue that we need to fix is we need more women more latino women to be part of this we we got to get there we we gotta have Latino women to be part of this conversation, and and you know we had one two years ago. We have one right now. Can we get can we get two for the next one? Can we get three for the next one? So um, we don't have leaders there. Please help us out with that. Um, if men or women, we're here as a resource for you. Reach out. Uh, we will absolutely go over the application with you. We will absolutely try to come up with a plan that it's it's for you. We're not gonna tell you what to do. We're just gonna be, hey, in our experience, this has worked and you decided what you wanna do with it. Um, but our ultimate goal is to just make sure that our leadership is strong for, for generations to come. So if that happens, hey, well, that's, that's our way to serving the, the membership and serving our Latino coaches uh, um, group. So it's not easy. It will take a lot of work, uh, a lot of dedication, but the rewards after this um, are endless. And, and again, it, it, it's just another tool to, to 
help you become a better coach. So if, if you take that and run with it, um, I, I guarantee you, uh, you're going to sound very different than when you start <laughs> this process uh, because of uh, the knowledge you have gained and, and, and the skills you have gained. So um, but please help us out, you know, getting more women into this. Uh, we, we need you all. We need you all. We need you all. We, we need new voices here. Uh, I, I love Coach Art and Coach Orozco, but, you know, we, we, <laughs> we need more, more voices. Um, but also, uh, please, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, we're here for you. Um, those that have gone through the process will help you out, but also those that, you know, might never be able to do it. But because of their experience, they're willing to just, you know, help you uh, put, put your best foot forward and show on paper um, that, um, you know, you, you, you were methodical, you, you took the time to just, you know, uh, present the very best that you do you have to give right this second, but also uh, what it might look like five, 10 years from now. So um, thank you for listening and please uh, don't, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we're here for you. And Coach John, I am on the website, United Soccer Coaches. I'm clicking on the registration, but I don't know. I may have some issues. I don't know if I want to join. But make me click that button. Make me register. What do you have to offer? Well, I think I think the, the one thing is um, just the, the educational component. And you spoke to it earlier. You know, what is it? What are the resources you have? that are available to you. I, I, I love the point that, um, that you made earlier about having an intentional approach. You know, you have to have that approach of how do I want to grow uh, and, and, and do I want to grow? I mean, because we certainly can be very comfortable where we are and not move and not change. And it's, a, it's, it's when we grow, it's when we, when we change that we begin to grow, that we get to see something. And then as, as I think uh, Mariso reverted to or, or mentioned too, I mean, I think that the doors just open as wide as you want them to open, you know, that you can, you can control the avenues that you can get to travel in at, at this point, you know? And, and so, you know, I, I was thinking back, you know, 1941 is when the organization started. We're talking about 80 years of existence. We're talking about next year. What a great time to get involved next year. At this time, we will have our first female president who is Latina the first Latina to be president, Ashley Fuentes Comer, you know, and what a great thing to be able to walk into and, and experience the, the leadership that she's going to offer this group, even if it's for a year, but she's been on that board for a number of years now. And so her input has changed the course of this program, of this program or what the United Soccer Coaches looks like. And she, and I think we, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to our communities we owe it to our players. I mean, I don't know how many how many coaches have said this. The players that look like me need to know that they have chances and opportunities out there, and and I'm the one that has to take those risks right now. If I and if I do, I'm setting the groundwork for them. I'm setting things up in motion for them to have a career better than my career ever could have been imagined. I mean, like I said, to me, my time is gone. My time is behind me now. Okay, but if I can see. People like Mauricio, like I have, Jose Rodriguez, Miguel, Gabriel, Miguel, you know, Jacqueline, Natasha. If I can see all these Jordan Darling, all these coaches that are Latinos begin to make the next step 
and change the course of our organization and change it with the Latino Coaches Advocacy Group as well, then it's worth it. Then, then the time we put into this is certainly worth it. So yeah, my challenge to, to every young man, every young woman, and again, as Marisha said, young women, to get out there, take that risk, put yourself out there, contact us, allow us to, to help you through the process. Because again, I never saw the application, but I'd love to see it and then be able to walk through with somebody the process, just like I think Marisha would, Jose would, because they're never, you know, you're not going to have a chance to work with some of the coaches, you know, Nancy Feldman from Boston College, from Boston University that Jose works with, Shellis Hyman, who, who Marisha works with. You're never going to have a chance to work with those kind of coaches and, and be influenced by those kind of coaches and mentors unless you take the challenge, unless you take the step into this realm. So I encourage them just to see what is going to happen, just to take take a leap of faith. Trust us that your experience and what you're going to get out of this, it, you, you won't even begin to, to understand until you do it. And so, um, yeah, best wishes to anyone. And, and they know how to reach us. They know how to get in touch with our, our organization, Latino Coaches. You know, they know us in the office as well because we, we, we've rung that doorbell plenty of times. And, um, you know, God, God help us. And, and I know we'll, we'll, we'll advance even further in the future. Yeah, don't don't be afraid to contact us um, and write and follow all our social media. We are on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, we do have the Monday Night Lives as well. So any way that you want to get involved and want to keep following us, contact us. Our emails and our contact information is always in the show notes. And we, we use our real names. So you can look us up, right? LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, um, you know, so any information, anything that we can do for anybody, let us know. And um, no, thank you, Coach John. Thank you, Mauricio. You know, we're obviously going to follow you, both of you very closely, continue um, uh, pounding that uh, that pavement and and hopefully we can uh, carry that torch to, for the next guys. So thank you very much. All right. So thank you, Mauricio. Thank you, John, for giving us your time. You brought lots of energy and lots of information to the podcast today, and we will continue to um, to follow your journey. So thank you very much for that. And remember, if you are looking to apply to the 30 Under 30 program, please know that that window opens in September. So make sure you're doing the work now so when you do apply or when you can apply, um, that you have the most competitive and complete application possible. If you need help with that, always uh, feel free to reach out. Lastly, the direction of this podcast is going to change a little bit for the next couple of weeks. We are going to go back to sharing some stories, some information that are in the Latinx soccer community. So we hope you continue to listen. And please like and share this podcast on your social media. We love hearing feedback and we love knowing that you are getting value from this podcast. This is Coach Art. Catch us next week on your Latino Coaches Podcast.